the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 187, recorded August 6, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me is... Michael Diaz, that's me. What up, Joe? You're back. I'm back. Another week lost <laughs> due to work. I, I finally edited, what, our two-week-old video, uh, or podcast, rather, today. Yes, I've had no time, um, but it's up there, Should so, happens. you know. You know, we don't have a contract. It's okay. We try to get stuff out there when we can, but we have day jobs and they pay the bills. Day jobs, it's summer. You know, it's not like you, you tend to stay out later. You tend to do things outside more in the summer. So that is true. And I, we typically have a couple breaks during the summer just because it's summer. Like, like you said, it's nice out. We will. In Michigan, it's different. I mean, now that you're in the dirty, yeah. <laughs> you've got a lot more nice temperatures and whatnot, where in Michigan, I got three, four months tops. you got time. about two and a half weeks left. Yeah. And then it's uh, winter begins right then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it fall, but sometimes it goes right into it. It's like, you know, it's really strange, Michigan. We'll see what well, happens yeah. here, though. And then we get another summer, so. Right. Like, we always get that. What, that fool's fall or something? Then all of a sudden it's uh, like October 1st and 85 degrees for some reason. Yeah, it's like that February 70 and then it goes yeah. back to shit for three more months. Yeah. So it's fun. Is it? Well, it's it's interesting. It's Michigan. <laughs> I remember one time, and this was in the last maybe five years, maybe 10 tops. It was 60 degrees on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So I got my motorcycle out. Literally because it was 60 degrees on Christmas Day. I'm like, how do I not take advantage of this? But then other years, it's, you know. Here's where you don't want a motorcycle. That is South Carolina. Why is that? Oh, my God. The driver's here. Worse than Michigan? Oh, dude. Way worse. That's that's scary. Like, I don't even think the people here understand that there's a second half to a bridge when they're going over it. What? <laughs> they, like, stop at the top of the bridge slowly, like, they, as if no bridge is going to be on their side. Like, they don't know what object permanence means. Oy vey. It's pretty bad. Anyways, uh, why don't we jump into the news? Michael's got it all written down here, uh, so we'll have him lead it off. Well, uh, latest uh, little tidbit and, you know, clip that's on YouTube with Ahsoka they did a whole thing on, you know, Masters and Apprentices, and uh, it's out there. See it. It's on YouTube. But the I'm big not watching thing, it. I don't want watch I don't want to see anymore until the show starts. I don't think they show anything new. They just showed, like, um, they showed um, Anakin and Obi-Wan. They showed Luke and Yoda. It, it just kept playing, and they showed, um, you know. See, now I'm going to want to see it. Sidious. It's just, they use clips from all the existing Got uh, it. shows and whatnot, basically saying, there's always two, a master and an apprentice, blah, blah, blah. Got it. So, no, I, at least I didn't recognize any new footage, but they're really, you know, leaning heavily into that, you know, she's a Jedi, and it seems that uh, 
her little uh maybe sabine is an apprentice sabine might be her apprentice i mean they're suggesting that but then they also showed uh the late reese stevenson with his apprentice right they're not sith but there's there somewhere exactly so it it was it was neat Uh, but the the big thing was that you know not really a surprise because disney's done this before with other shows is that they're gonna the first two episodes are premiering that night, which is like August 23rd. Third, thank you. Oh, yeah, that's buried in my head because I am patiently waiting. I might try to watch Rebels in between that time. I don't know if I'll have time, but I actually saw I'd have to look up the site now. I don't remember the top of my head who it was, but someone basically said, Here's a listing of all the Rebels episodes, Rebels and uh, Clone Wars episodes you need to watch to kind of catch you up on this. I mean, yes, you can watch all of it. But like here are the key episodes you should know. I should find that and link it. But well, you're not gonna watch it anyways. I don't know if I have that kind of time. <laughs> you we'll do. get to that in our. You just choose week. not to have that time. No, I, I got. Well, I got kids, and the reason well, no, August. You just told me your kids were growing up. You can't do anything with them, so I don't want to hear that. Well, no, but well, <laughs> yes and no. I just caught Michael in a catch twenty two. Like, he did not see Barbie. And he says, "Well, I go, well, you got kids. Well, I don't do anything with them anymore." Is what he just said. No, no, no. I, they're busy with their boyfriends. But uh-huh. We'll get to that again in our geek this week because right, I have something that's not listed on there because something just happened. But I'll, I'll right. mention that in a little bit. But uh, where was I going with this? Oh, that date is burned into my mind because. I will be busy that day. Yes, I'll watch both episodes, but that's also the move-in day for our daughter into college. So ah, got it. I've got the day off. Doesn't mean I'll have time to watch the episodes any earlier, but I've got the day off to help move. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, people know me oh, on this even- show. It's uh, it looks good. I I hope it does what it needs to do for the Star Wars franchise. I hope it does what it needs to do for storytelling. Um. I feel like Marvel and Star Wars are in not good places right now, but we shall see what happens. Even Shaney's excited. Yeah, it looks great. She she saw the new, you know, the new clip and she's like, I can't wait for that show. I was like, what? Not that women can't like Star Wars. Of course they can. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But like she enjoyed The Mandalorian. I I don't think she really enjoyed Boba Fett, but then. You know, (laughs) right. But, and she doesn't watch any of the cartoons, but she thinks Ahsoka's badass and she's into it. Yeah, well, because she is. Well, talking about badass women, let's bring up uh, the fact that Barbie just crossed $1 billion, Without Michael's enough. dollars, by the way. Without my dollars. Not, they didn't get a penny from me. Not yet. Not yet. They probably will. But yeah, I'll talk about that in my geek this week. Since Michael didn't see it, I got to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> $1 billion is now the biggest female-directed film ever. It uh, has beat Wonder Woman as, you know, taking that title. And also reached $1 billion faster than Avatar The Way of Water did. Thank God, because it's a billion times better than Avatar. Well, billions, that's a, that's a bit much. Not really. Well, I liked Avatar, but we're not here to start that argument again. Um, I did not see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, though. I did not either, but I, I I just threw it up there because it's got a 96% fresh rating. And, I mean, obviously, the weekend's not over. Uh, I haven't seen if it's a massive hit or a bomber yet, but that 96% fresh is not a bad That's really sign. good. That's really good. Right. And I have to admit, I, I, I'm interested. Am I going to see it in the theater? Probably not. I probably but, won't either. But 
I, I when it comes to streaming, I will hundred percent watch it. It it has a animation style that is similar to the Sony Spider Man films. A little the bit, animated, a little bit, not exactly, but it's it, it's it feels more hand done. Yes, That's but it's all. it's not traditional. It's not like the old um, TMNT cartoons that you know was the no. situation, you know back in the day, nor even the animated show that was on Nickelodeon for a while. Would have been interesting if they would have done it in black and white like the original. Um, and they all have red yeah. bands instead. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Well, you got to sell toys, right? So they gave them all their own color when they yep. started doing the toys and the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch Daredevil season three right before I see this. Seeing as they're so tied to each other. Exactly. I just I like to throw in. It's not an episode of the Kybercast unless I throw a reference reference to the fact that I still have not seen one seen or watched. You might as well just forget it now. Daredevil. No, I'm not gonna forget it. Yeah, you might as well. You know, what? I'll watch it. I'll watch it before Daredevil. Uh, the the other series, whatever it's called, I can't. The remember. Marvel series, if it happens. Yes. Uh, something born born again. If it happens. It's going to happen. I well, they haven't been shooting already. anything, so... Well, not like lately. Everything's on strike, right. So, who knows? Everything's pushed back. Um, but yeah. For those of you that don't know, I mean, if you are a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you do know that it's tied directly into Daredevil, right? Did you, you knew that, right? Did I know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Did not know that. Look it up sometime. Maybe after this... Uh, Okay. Call, but so you know how you know Daredevil got his powers. He got sprayed in the face with toxic chemicals. Yeah. Uh, they make reference to the fact that some guy got sprayed in the face with toxic chemicals, and then the chemicals spilled down. Oh, oh really? Into the sewers, and then the turtles became powered as well. Just some guy. Exactly. <laughs> they don't come out and say it, but it's right. Right. It's they can't because they didn't own that character. Well, the whole point. The whole point of TMNT when it first came out was parody, right? Right. I mean, they're all teenage. They're all mutants. They're, everyone's a ninja. So let's make them turtles because that'll sell the kids. It did. And their origin is literally Daredevil's origin. That's they're great. Intertwined. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. What do we got here? Wonder Woman 3. I read this too. I'll let Michael go though. Well, according to Gal Gadot, is that how you say her name? I always forget her name. Gadot. Well, according to her, she is working on Wonder Woman 3 with James Gunn and Peter Safran right now. I wonder if this would be an Elseworlds. You know, it could be. It could be. I'm uh, One of the things I thought was the, the thing that really caught me about this story, I mean, I, I like, I really love the first Wonder Woman. I like the second. I recognize its faults, and I know you're not a huge fan. I, I wish it would have been better. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it for it was what it was. Now, part of that was, uh, I don't know, I, I like the character of Maxwell Lord in the comics. And Pedro Pascal really hammed it up. Now, that turned some people off to the performance. I kind of liked it. Um, but the point is, regardless, Gal Gadot is a fantastic Wonder Woman. Maybe she hasn't had the best material. But she is just so 
she looks badass and she's strong and yeah, but it's time for, just change it over. Don't don't even get like James Gunn's going to screw this up if he keeps going this in and out. Like if you don't have Henry Cavill, then you're going to. You, I'm sorry. Well, that was kind of the big thing too. I, I saw a lot of people saying, "Well, how can she still be Wonder Woman when Henry Cavill's out?" And I'm like, "Well, like I said earlier in our review of Flash, the Flash, they basically left it." They did a soft reboot, and they can bring in anything that he wants. That's no, and like I said, it wasn't a reboot; it was just an end. There's no reboot of anything. If they're working on a, if Gal Gadot does Wonder Woman again, it should be Elseworlds and call it it. Yeah. So one character out of all of them, then excellent. And uh, I didn't put it on here, but one thing I you know, and like I said, not taking any sides um, or anything like that, or trying to disparage anyone, but uh, Jonathan Majors. Had his court date. Actually, a couple of things I typed in here didn't say for whatever reason, but anyhow, we'll we'll link to that too. But Jonathan Majors had his court date on his assault charge. Was it arraignment or it was an actual trial? It was, it was supposed to be the beginning of the trial, I believe. It's an arraignment. Um, but the prosecution said they're not ready because the witness has left the country. And <laughs> she has also been arrested. Uh, previously so again i'm literally just saying the facts i'm not taking anyone's side yep if, if what he's done is you know if that's what he's done it's horrible and yes marvel should totally replace him and it, it, it's not that i i don't believe her i'm not saying i i don't believe her i'm just saying that um there are witnesses coming forward on both sides we don't know the whole thing again not disparaging him not disparaging her but it's kind of hard to hold the trial if, if she's not being cooperative as well. True. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And the last thing I'll say about that is, again, I don't know why it disappeared from the notes, but the Loki season two trailer did show up, and obviously Jonathan Majors is in that. He yes, plays, I, did, I did see the trailer. He does play a different version in alternate. He does not play Kang himself, but a Mr. Right. Timely. And so he's obviously going to figure predominantly in that show. Yeah, well, that was kind of, un, I mean, we knew that. Oh yeah, we knew that from the end of uh, what was it, Ant Man and the you know the Quant- Ant Man and the Wasp and Quantum Mania, they literally showed it looked like a scene from the Loki. I think they have to end that Loki series either either he's back in the universe or just cut it. Loki? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like like either he's gone for good or bring this version back in so that Thor is reunited somehow. Um, but I love. It. I mean, Loki is the god of chaos, and he is. Neck deep in chaos. That's one of my favorite Marvel shows. So, and there's not many left. Well, yeah, I mean, well, we'll talk about one of them <laughs> in this episode. But anyway, uh, that's the news. Unless you got anything else, Joe? No, no, nothing, nothing crazy uh, that I've seen out there. You've pretty much covered it all. So why don't we just jump right into our geek this week? Well, why don't you go first? Because uh, you've seen. I did. The movie that crossed a million dollars. Yeah, Michelle and I saw it on Friday, uh, Barbie, the Barbie movie. And, you know, listen, it's got a lot of hype right now. Uh, um, it's worth the hype. I think it keep, if it keeps getting built up, and I think, Michael, you might have huge expectations, which that would be – it's always tough when you when you see everything built up to, to live up to something. But it was very well done. Um very funny, very poignant, very – there's a lot of topics, and there's so many things to this onion. It's – it's it, there's and, and – you know, it's not like pick on men. 
there's some interesting things on both sides in there. It's, it's just well-crafted, uh, fun movie. There's a lot well, of great things that happen. I, I'm not going to tell you too much, but there's, right, there's, right. you know, it's not like there's spoilers. It's, you know, you know, it's going to be a commentary on, uh, a social commentary on feminism and patriarchal society and, and this kind of thing that happens in there. Um, what Barbie represents now, what it represented when it started. I think there's a ton of references in here that but makes me laugh that probably 78% of the people in the film, in the theater don't even get. Like nobody knows the 2001, like remember the preview? Yeah. The 2001 ripoff of, you know, the, the homage. They oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's the first part of the movie. So like, it's awesome. Okay. So no, I, I even, even Michelle, she never saw 2000. I go, I go, nobody gets this. She goes, well, gets what? I'm like, what this all is right now. This is 2001. It's about technology. She goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And, <laughs> and I'm like, nobody here does. That's the sad part. Cause it's really fucking smart. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's Greta Gerwig, right? I mean, right. She did a fantastic job with little women and she's married to, and I'm not, and, I only mentioned his name because he helped with the script. Noah Bombach. I mean, these are two indie darlings that have been doing fantastic work for years. So, I mean, they're smart people. The fact that they were given the chance to make this movie and make it as cutting as I'm hearing. Again, I haven't seen it yet. You have. You said it's a nice mirror to society. Would you say that? Yeah, a little bit. I think it's just a, a play on a lot of things. What's, you know, what we bring to things as a human being, what we, we assign things to objects and or um, what what people should be, you know, and, and the pressures of that they should follow is all in there. Um, there's also like, you know, to me, Michael Saris deals the film. He's so fucking good in this movie. He's um, in it that much? Uh, enough. I do love Michael Sarah. He's great. He just plays Alan. Uh, it, it, I didn't know Alan was a doll, but it was at one point, I guess, like yeah. Ken's friend, Alan. Whatever. <laughs> but it's really, and he's he, he just is he's great. Um, there's going to be a shit ton of Halloween costumes this year. Will be Barbie, like all the Ken. Like if you go on Amazon now, you can get like the Alan sweater and stuff like that. Already. So love it. Um, man, it, you should see it. Like you guys should see it. I want to. I want to. It's not. It's just we haven't found the time. Yeah. Find it. I <laughs> try. You went to enough concerts. Go see this movie. That's why. That was my reason. We were busy with concerts this week. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, there's a well, bit of. I don't. I see there's something I want to talk about and I can't because it'll give it away. So I'm not going to tell you. That's fine. Um, that's fine. Well, did you ever see the movie Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah, it was all right. See. I really liked it, and I thought that movie was way smarter than it had any. It's right okay. To be. This is way better than that. That's fine, but I loved Josie and the Pussycats, and it didn't do anything. Like nobody saw it; it bombed. But it's actually a really good satire and parody of boy bands and yeah. the music industry and all that stuff and pop. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, if this is even better, I I love. Oh it. god, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I way better. It it's way better because it's just so much going on. It talks about corporate society and merchandise. There's just a lot of layers to this movie and and it hits on emotional levels too. It's just really smart, well-crafted. Like it goes to show like the, a, there is superhero fatigue. Oh yeah. That's, that's why this movie's taken off. 
not just why the why this movie is taking off because it's really well done, not because of the superheroes, but it's something different. Somebody took a chance, did something different. People responded. You know, people will respond to creativity. So you know, movie theater movie movie producers and companies need to really like let it get back to the creativity. Stop the cookie cutter stuff. You don't have to do sequels or bring shit back. You know, right. case in point, you had arguably one of the biggest franchises in film history in Indiana Jones do nothing. Which done. is too bad. It is too bad, but it's done. Like be, the people want new things. They're they're tired. And uh, to be fair, Oppenheimer doing well, a new thing, and it's a basically a conversational movie. From what I understand, I want to see it really, really bad. Same. Um, doing well, and and Barbie. I mean, it's two two things that have probably now. I can't remember exactly, but I believe when we talked about what we thought would be the best box office of the summer, I believe I said Barbie in, the, in that podcast. Well, let's just stop everything and go back and listen to that episode, and we'll come right back. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. But. We're not. But I'm 99% sure I said it would win the year. I don't know what I put. I don't remember what I said. Maybe I didn't say anything, but if you if that's indeed what you said, I'll go back and listen after this episode. Jordan. I think I did. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I pretty much remember saying that would be the best of the year. Interesting. I look so, forward to seeing it. I'm, I'm not against seeing it. I just we haven't had the time. It'd be funny if Michael was against seeing this movie. Of everything yeah. that people know about Michael on this podcast, this would not be the movie. He would be no, no. no. So yeah, that was my geek this week. Michael, what are your 10 things? Oh my God. Well, I finally finished that freaking tome to sleep in a sea of stars. Yeah, was, oh it all, was it all you wanted it to be? No. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. It's not a bad book. All right. It's not. But if you're going to be the length of Dune, I better put that thing down and go, fuck yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, Dune was not fuck yeah, that's awesome. Well, okay. I will say this. Maybe when Dune came out in the 60s, I probably would have been, oh, fuck yeah, that was awesome. Because I get why I, it's important. Right. I did not love Dune. The movie is better in my opinion, but and I realize it's probably sacrilege when I say that to the fans of the book. I don't love the book. That said, to sleep in a sea of stars. Like I got done and I was like, it's fine. I should not have that reaction when I spend what, fucking six Months. to 12 weeks, probably closer to 12, reading a novel. And I'm just like, it's fine. That's not how I should react. So, which is why I like reading Lord of the Rings, even though it's taking me a while. I take, I'll read it. You know, I, it's, it's a long book, but man, it's just really good. Well, the counterpoint for me, to that for me anyways, I mean, I immediately finished that book and then I had Lightbringer waiting for me at the library, which is the sixth book in the Red Rising series by Pierce Brown. It's been what? Four years since the last book came out. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. No, I, I'm sorry. It's more of a rhetorical. I believe it's been four years since the last book came out. The last book was 700 pages. It was a tome, but I tore through it because it grabbed me in, immediately. And I remember the first 150 pages was a giant battle. And I'm like, holy shit, how do you start? Like some books are halfway done at this point, And the, this one's just getting started. That was the last book, The Dark Age. This one, um, it picks up right where The Dark Age left off. And even though it's 700 pages, so a little bit shorter than the last book I read, I'm already turning through it a lot faster because it's just much more interesting. Like, like I said, to sleep in a sea of stars, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I think the story could have been told in half as many words. So, uh, that's what I'm reading. 
as a nerd this week. I also have watched about half of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Like it's, it's. Is that I because bought, you just because of the image you saw, or when you posted on Instagram? No, I, I posted that. that image because I was watching it. Ah, uh, okay. And I just said mashed potatoes, and I don't know if anybody got that or not. Oh, that was hilarious. That was fantastic. Um, no, it was recently on sale in 4K streaming. The director's cut. It's a good know, version. Director's cut's awesome. I hadn't seen the director's cut yet. And me being me, I did my research. I'm like, well, which version is the one I want to watch? Director's cut. I, that is correct. That's what I read. That's my research. There's stuff so, at the end, too. There's a lot more at the end. Well, I'm so like, I'm not all the way through it. I, I We can't watch it at night because um, Shay gets freaked out. It's too scary for her. It's too intense. Really? Yeah. Well, it's one of the best Spielberg movies ever. It doesn't get talked about enough. Well, the reason I bring it up is because as you watch it, you see that this movie is like the proto version of so many of his films. Mm-hmm. You see the proto version of E.T. in this. Mm-hmm. You see uh, the proto version of Raiders of the Lost Ark in this. The way those, you know, the the team from NASA is traipsing yep. around the world fighting. Yep. I mean, there's so, as you watch this, you're like, this is a Spielberg film. It feels like Spielberg and it it feels like putting on like a warm pair of socks. Yeah, but you know, there's also things that you might not notice because he's one of the first stretches to do it. Like when you see them in the kitchen, right? And it's basically a one camera shot. It's going left and right around the wall. There's like a wall where you're walking in and out and people are talking over each other. There's no, it is brilliant. It's when oh, he's it them, It's like, you don't, you didn't see that until he did that. There's, it, people didn't talk over each other in films like that. Well, no, because I have to say my line, and then you get to say your line, right? And they didn't do that. Like, it was all; it felt real. It was one of his things, and um, that's why when you get to his latest mo- or second to latest movie, um, uh, what, what was the one he just had an Academy Award for, or not win, but nominated uh, the um, the Fablemans. The Fablemans. You'll see a lot of that in there, like that kind of, you know. I was whole Spielberg, family was just very, you know, you can see the parts, you can see how he can take, you know, um, into real deep movies from that movie, from conflict and emotional conflicts and how he can bring it out of people. Um, Dreyfus is amazing in that movie. So good. And just the way he uses the camera, like I say, the shot, the, the, the best thing that's most Spielberg is that the truck that goes around him and then the next headlights go up and that's it. The cheapest shot you can do and it's fucking most effective thing you'll ever see. Oh, yeah, because literally all they did was have to have a lighting rig. That's that how it was. Up. But it, it fucking works. It's yeah. such a great shot. Yeah, it's perfect because your so, mind fills everything in. It does. And that's that's the thing, okay? I could do a whole episode on this, but I just want to say real quick, limits on creativity as far as limits in arts enhance creativity. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why Cameron's lost it all. When he had limitations, he was a great storyteller. When he has all the money in the world, he just shits it, shits it out. It's just too much of everything. I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. I mean, even you might even be, I mean, let's face it. Ready Player One, it's a fine movie. It's fine. But Spielberg has too much money to make that film. Yeah. No, no limitations. Whereas even Jaws, the mechanical shark, kept fucking up. So there are far fewer shots of the shark than they actually wanted in the film. And that's perfect. Right. Because it Your builds mind fills attention. In. Yeah. Hitchcock-like. Uh, well, even, even you want to take it to music, the White Stripes, right? The White Stripes, 
They only ever have, on any song, there's only ever three instruments. What those three are can change from song to song, but they only ever use three instruments on any song. Yeah, you know, music's different. I'm not going to go there because, you know, I can do the same thing for Rush. They can do a lot of different things and it's three guys, but there's always, there's something going on or an know, orchestra for, it has a big, you know. Sometimes a force limit makes people come up with creative solutions. Is what I'm I think say. a box is important, put it that way. Yes, a box. People always talk about outside the box, but when you have the box, sometimes you got to figure out, okay, how can I make this work within the box? And that's where the creative. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, well, that's it's good. Uh, and the only mention this because it just happened. Uh, we had talked about you know teenage daughters, you know college age, and we we don't do a lot with them. Well, our youngest was gone for the last few days camping, and she's like, "I just want to watch a movie with you guys tonight. You guys want to do that?" And so yes, we spent time together. You got to take those moments when you can. And she's like, "I want something that's." action but also makes you think so we just i just finished watching and introduced her to the movie inception oh yeah and she loved you guys it. all do a gummy together too as a family no no okay. <laughs> that's funny but she's like we had to stop a few times only because she's like wait a sec so this is dreams and blah 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 and it was fun to have that discussion because i i've probably watched that movie a dozen times at this point i've seen it twice i think Oh, I, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's a good one. All right. Hey, you know what? We have a Patreon page. Why don't you guys check it out at patreon.com slash kybercast and see how you might be able to help the show out. That'd be very, very helpful. Check it out, patreon.com slash kybercast. All right, Michael, we've got a couple main topics here. Why don't we do Secret Invasion finale first, like you have it, and then we'll fight about Star Trek. <laughs> fair enough joe so let me start um god damn they really this this series was not good it was fine to a point it got boring like let's wrap it up real quick quick and easy oh we'll make what's her face into um into uh samuel l jackson and you think it's him but then we'll turn the scrolls into super scrolls. And now she's the most powerful thing on the planet. She's got everybody's DNA. Fuck all this. That sucked. I'm sorry. It sucked. It was crap. Marvel's shitting the bed right now. I don't care what anybody says. They are in trouble. Uh, the TV shows are not working out. The movies are have not been good other than guardians and Shang-Chi in my opinion over the last five years. Some have been okay, but that's not good enough. Uh, they're in trouble, and this series kind of showed it. And then we find out that Rhodey was a scroll since basically Civil War. That does not fit. It doesn't fit. Well, that's how they made it look. I know. I don't. I don't disagree with you. They made it look like because he was in his uh, not his scrubs, but his uh, his uh, hospital gown. Yeah. And the last time we saw him in the gown was right after he was in the hospital after getting his back fucked up. Right. So the scroll that said Tony Stank is not. That's actually a scroll, not Rhodey then. Because he was yeah, outside and he had been a scroll. Anyways, I, I thought they shit the bed. Um, so I think my approach to this show is the same as it was with Picard season two. I liked how it started. I was hoping it would stick the landing and it did not. 
Okay, so you and I are in agreement. I was, I'm right there this with is, you. This is, like, it started off well enough. And even, I know it was only six episodes, but even probably through the fourth episode, I was like, all right, this is, they can still land this. It was they can hope. still land this. Yes. But you're right. So it, it now, I'm going to add this caveat. There are all kinds of talk. There is all kinds of talk of the extensive reshoots of this show. And a lot of them center around the fact that um, when they were filming this, that this, this show was pretty much done over a year ago. Hmm. But then Russia invaded Ukraine. And there was supposed to be something more with Russia and Ukraine in this show. And they had to reshoot a bunch of stuff. So there's a lot of telling instead of showing in this show. Yeah. And that's not good. Um, but also, they take a lot of liberties with assumptions. So, Gaia just assumed that uh, she was going to be brought in as, what is his name, Garrick? Or Gar- what, is, what was his name? I don't remember. That's, I don't remember. doesn't matter. The leader of the Skrulls. <laughs> yeah. As he went and, you know, was going to inject himself with all those powers. Yeah, Why? Well, well, the DNA somehow was going to work with that fusion, whatever. Right, which, okay, fine. They'd already established with the DNA they had, he could go ahead and, you know, do that. Now, here's the thing, but there's scrolls. How does human DNA work with them? How does um, Groot's DNA work with them? I mean, they're completely yeah. different species, so that's kind of a jump right there. Whatever. But, again... Gaia ends up in there when he injects himself. Why would, why would he allow that? Why, even though well, he, he thought, thought it was fury and that it wouldn't do anything to him anyway, so it's going to hurt. You know, he but, didn't know. Okay, but the assumption that she's going to get in there, like, how did she know she was going to get in there? She didn't. Well, like she could have been playing. I'll give him that. That it could have been part of her plan. I'll give that to them. The point is, okay. it's stupid. It's a pretty shitty plan because if he said if if he ends up locking Fury, if he, all he needs is a handcuff and locks him outside and goes, "Watch what I do!" Sure, like, fuck. There goes my plan. Yeah, you got pretty well, fucking lucky there. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it is a little bit of um, easy writing, as they would say. Yeah, it was just. Oh, and then you know, arguably, she's the most powerful superhero in the world in the universe. Then, and then because they mentioned Marvel's DNA too. Right, and then look how quickly they master all these powers. Yeah. Like, we had a whole film. Well, Carol, Carol Danvers can't even use her powers because she thinks she's a Cree. Right. And then you had one, like, you know, nobody can be the Hulk but Banner. But now she's got Hulk stuff? Yeah. I mean, they just instantly know how to use these powers? Come on. It was really it's, shitty. It's, it's too many shortcuts, right? Shortcuts and what is it for? So what is she for? Like, is she a bad guy now? Like, she needs to deal with the, the English, what's her name, the end? Oh, yeah. Which, so for those of you that don't read the comics, that's a huge Easter egg. So in the comics, I mean, as it is right now in the real world, let's start with that. In the real world, British intelligence has MI5, which is kind of like, that's their internal. So like the FBI, right? Correct. They have MI6 which is external threats, like the CIA. In the comics, they have a division, kind of like S.H.I.E.L.D., which is for um, 
like extraordinary or otherworldly threats. And that division is MI-13. Again, that's in the comics. MI-13 doesn't really exist as far as we know. But... um, Yeah, but we have Space Force. (laughs) Let's not go there. The fact that she's working with the British government makes me think, all right, this is definitely an Easter egg to MI-13 being important later because in the comics there was a whole Captain Britain comic series that had Captain Britain working with MI-13 and then they ended up fighting Dracula and Blade was involved and blah 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 and we know Blade's coming you know he has to fight vampires is it though? well maybe sometime in the next 20 years Blade's coming but they may have introduced that simply so they can later connect it to, because we know Blade was in the UK at the end of um, the movie. The movie that shall not be spoken of. Right. <laughs> when he spoke to the guy that's going to be the Black Knight, uh, Kit Harrington or Jonathan, uh, John, John Stark Snow. Or Snow, John Stark, Snow. whatever it is. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. So I, that's an Easter egg, but like I said, there's so many shortcuts. You could see where they cut the budget, and I understand it with the reshoots. I mean, we heard the show cost what over two hundred million dollars. That's probably paying actors more well, than anything. I'm I'm not seeing where all the money was spent, and maybe part of it was in the reshoots. And we don't know. I mean, this show could have been completely different from what we actually got. Because even even when the president is in the halls of the hospital and they're trying to cut him away, yeah, there's no one in the hall. No right. one anywhere. There are right. no doctors. And all the rooms are just spare. Yeah, it's it was just... I mean, there was a hospital scene in Moon Knight that had more people in it and more set decoration and all that. Right. So that tells me... This, well, this show did re- not do well either. No, and I, I don't want to feel like we're dogpiling because I'm well aware that it rated very low on Rotten Tomatoes and people are kind of are not happy with it. And I, I admit I didn't watch it because we didn't record last week. I, you know, I did more time. I actually watched it after I heard all those things. And I'm like, well, it can't be that bad. I'm trying not to believe that, but it can't be that bad. Then I'm like, this is it. Oh, they just wrapped everything up with a bow. We're all set. It's it. Well, that's what they have to do with these shows, right? It's like you get to the last episode, and we're just going to wrap it up. There you go, quickly. I mean. I don't know. I I guess, I don't know. Iger, I'm not a fan of Iger, really. I'm not. He had nothing to do with this. Well, I know. It was done way before Iger came back. I understand. And he said he's going to cut some of these TV shows. Thing. He, it's and costing too much. Right, and that's one of the things I'm like, you know what? That's not. That's maybe not a terrible decision. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. But I'm like, well, you know, maybe well, do... Less, but do better. I don't know. Again, this is rumor, and it hasn't come out yet, but there are many rumors that Echo is almost unwatchable. So that's coming out, supposed to be coming out before the end of the year. Uh, We'll see, because the new Marvel's movie almost looks unwatchable. I think it looks all right. I think it looks pretty good. But Marvel's in trouble. You know what? Okay, let me me speak to that for just a second. I, I know people have been... You know, they're, let's let's face it. 
Adam, or not Adam, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I really enjoyed it. I realize it didn't light things up, but none of the Ant-Man films really have. I realized that they were hoping for something bigger with this one because it was featuring Jonathan Majors as Kang, and he was going to be the big bad, you know, coming through this next whole phase. I still really enjoyed it. People dog on it. and then they It was fine. It was fine. I liked it. I, well, I, w- I would go beyond fine. I thought it was good. Did I think it was great? No. But I didn't think any of the Ant-Man films were great. So, but I came at that movie with expectations low after everybody saw it. So I had a better, and I saw it streaming. I didn't see it at the movie first weekend and go, oh, you know. That's fair. But So I was on Box Office Mojo earlier today just because I wanted to see if Barbie had crossed the $1 billion. Yeah, it did. And it did. And, you know, we just talked about it. Um, but I saw, somehow I ended up down the rabbit hole because that's what I do. And I saw these things like Avatar versus Avatar The Way of Water. Like how, after 180 days, how much did each of these films make? And one thing I came across was Thor Love and Thunder and Thor Ragnarok. And let's face it, Ragnarok is almost universally loved. Mm-hmm. Whereas the perception is that Love and Thunder is universally reviled. I don't know if it's reviled as bad as you think, but we'll give you that. In 180 days time, Love and Thunder actually made tens of millions of dollars more money than Ragnarok, which is a success. I thought that was interesting. Now it's not obscenely amount, but it's, I think it's a good 30, 40 million more dollars. That's a lot. So, I, I hear you saying Did ticket prices go up at the, between those two times, though. Ticket, okay, yes, inflation has had an effect, but that is more than a that that is more than what even inflation was. So, my point is, um, yeah, I I don't disagree that Marvel is they, they've hit a creative. I don't, they had their, I don't think they had a plan. I don't think the plan was as tight as the other plan, as the Infinity War plan. Right. That's well, even then, the plan didn't come along till a few movies in. Yeah, but they had the they had the outline, so they knew what they were going to do. I don't well, think they. I think Phase whatever five or whatever it is now six seven fucked whatever it is Phase fucked. I don't know what it's called now, but it's, it's just wasn't good. Fucked. It's it's struggling. I will give you that. Creatively, there was no it's narrative. There was no thread between the movies. It was just these things happened. I don't disagree. I'm just saying, movie-wise, though, I don't think they're doing as bad as people seem to think. Now, show-wise- It doesn't matter about the money. Forget the money. They may be making it, but people aren't responding. So it's going to decline. It'll show in future movies. People are responding if they're still making all kinds of money. No, I think it's going to drop now. I think think now is the time. Well, the big test will be Marvels, because that is the next film in November. We'll see. We'll see. Hey- if I'm wrong, I'll say it. I mean, like I said, I really hoped Secret Invasion would have done well. I liked it. I had hope. I enjoyed the first few episodes, but eventually I'm like... I think Marvel's is going to tank. We'll see. If it does, they're going to have to shake things up a lot more. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds... Um, after coming off one of the best episodes in this, in, I'd say the best episode of the entire season two personally was under the cloak of war. Um, 
we can talk about that one because I refuse to watch a musical. Not going to do it. I hate the show. The show's been horrible as it is. I'm sure as fuck not going to watch a musical of it. I will skip that episode. So you, so which one were you saying was like the best episode? Under the Cloak of War with the Klingon ambassador. You liked it? Yeah, that was great. I was expecting you not to like it. It was a good episode. It was a good story. There was a, there was, there was a, it got into the right character and put people in a position that they had to act in, in, um, it had a really backstory on the doctor dude. Like that was a good Star Trek episode. It was Not probably just the most the doctor, Nurse Chapel as well. Nurse Chapel. I mean, all of them, right? Yeah. Um, definitely the doctor was the focus, but I hey, really like it. Kirk wasn't on there either. I so know. I'm, I'm not going to, okay, before we go too far down this road, but yes, yeah. I agree. Kirk's in this series way too fucking much. But anyway, that, that episode was very good. That episode was really, really good. I enjoyed it. And then I read prior. I mean, listen, the whole part of um, figuring out that it was really cool because it got me that like he wasn't the um, the Klingon, wasn't the, uh, what do you call it? The deaths, whatever, whatever nickname they gave him. Oh, the uh, butcher of whatever. Butcher. Yeah. But it happened to be the doctor. He was the actual butcher. And that's yeah. what he's going through. That was fucking great twist. It was great writing. It was not, I shouldn't say great. It was good writing. It was good writing. And in fact, I love the little hints. Remember earlier this season when the doctor yes. and Chapel took that injection and right. they started fucking kicking ass. Yeah. And now you know where they got it from. Right. The doctor created it before. Right. Now, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because he said, you know, they stopped using it because it Apparently, you know, jumping your uh, adrenaline and everything up off the charge is terrible for your body. Well, clearly, you got to get a Dr. McCoy at some point. Well, yeah, eventually everything's going to segue over, right? Well, clearly, they're going to have that series. It's I, I 100% think the, the last episode of this show is handing off to the new crew. Uh, not this season, though. You mean well, when, the, when the series ends? Yes, when the series is over. You know, it's... You kind of caught me on the back foot, Joe, because I was expecting to argue with you on this show. I I also very much enjoyed it. And I, I love the fact that they went dark. You know what? Let me be clear. You don't have to be dark to be good. No, no. It just, happened to, be, it just happened to be this episode was very good. Just, you know, there's to me, it's, there's been two, only two good episodes. The courtroom one and this one. Everything else in between has been, eh. Obviously, you know I agree. Our, our listeners know I agree. I really liked... Um, what was it? Um, the third episode, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. I know you didn't. I know Kirk's in it. It's one where they go back in time. I love that episode. It's tragic. Um, but I like, like, I had to rewatch that scene twice where Dr. Mabenga, Mabenga, I can't fucking have his name, when um, he's arguing with the Klingon and he opens the case and there's the knife. But it's never clear who has a knife. And then even when they show it, the way it's shot through the opaque glass. Yeah. And then Chapel's giving her report and the doctor's exonerated. You're like, I love how ambiguous that ending is. Because throughout the episode and the previous episode really foreshadowed this, they show that Chapel and Dr. Mamenga have been through some shit. You know they got each other's back no matter what. So it leaves it open. Did she really give an accurate accounting of what happened? Or no, she did covering up for him. He killed him. He definitely killed him. 
but wasn't in self-defense. And the fact no, that it was on purpose, we don't know that. Well, I'm just giving you my opinion. Yes. That's your opinion. I, I can see how it could go that way, but I, you know, they intentionally filmed it through that opaque glass. So you can't say decisively. And they entered and they, they left enough clues to give you doubt as to whether or not she's telling the truth or covering for the doctor. Right. Right. And I love that because it adds, again, things don't have to be dark to be good. Superman, you know, Man of Steel, good movie, not a good Superman movie. Superman should not be that dark. My, I know I took a turn there, but the point is dark doesn't make good. But it, in this case, it was good and dark. It's not good because it's dark. Does that make sense? Correct. So... Good episode. So when I, like I said, I watched this episode. I enjoyed it. Got all the characters. Um, had something interesting in it. They all had their take on what war was. A um, little too clean. Some of the play. Anyways, we'll, we'll, anyway, that's kind of a Star Trekky thing. Um, then I saw the preview of the next episode. I'm like, oh fuck, no, I'm not doing this. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm going to come right off the bat and say, I thought. Initially, you can give me spoilers. I don't care. I'm not watching this episode. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I didn't mind the musical aspect of it. I mean, it's yes, it's got a bit of a MacGuffin as to why it happens. Um, to give some reference, I am not a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. I never watched the series with any consistency, and I'm not one that typically likes musicals. But they did a musical episode, I think, season five, episode one. And if I'm wrong, please come at me, people, because I'm not, again, I'm not a Buffy fan. But I remember watching that episode, and I like it so much, I own the soundtrack. Like, I, and I'm not a musical guy, but I love that Buffy one. So I'm not necessarily against a musical episode, and I did enjoy it initially. But I do admit about 30 to 40 minutes into the episode, I'm like, Okay, the then the novelty has worn off. I don't need to see any more fucking singing. Was there <laughs> songs like "Kirk, Get the Fuck Off My Ship"? No, but um, there was a Klingon rap that was very short. That seems a little, but it was funny. Stereotypical, I guess. No, it was. It was just. It was kind of rapish. It was like um, <laughs> slightly better than the rap from Teen Witch. And if you know what that reference is. Were they, re- were they wearing like Adidas too and some no. run DMC outfits? No. But the Klingons, they had a singing part. And oh, we did, did we talk about the um, – we didn't talk about the episode with the cartoon people coming over though, did we? Oh, no, we didn't. These old scientists, we didn't talk yeah. about that episode. We can go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um but real quick, um, there were some other good things about this episode. Like I said, for me, the singing did get to be a bit much. I get why they did it. Like, I, I get why they had to keep singing. And there were some good songs. Nothing like I'd go out and buy or anything. But there were a couple songs. I'm like, all right, that was fun. That was all right. But there was some nice, like, character movement in this. Um because you haven't watched the episode, you're not going to watch the episode. Yeah, I'm not. Um, Khan came clean to Kirk. 
she's like, you know, because he shows up again because, of course, right. he keeps showing up. Back to the CW now. Good. Well, he he shows up and he's like, oh, I think you still owe me that drink. And she's very uh, uncomfortable and it's obvious something's going on. So finally, um, number one says, just tell him. Tell him what happened. So she does. She's like, here's the deal. We went back in time. Blah, 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 blah. And Kirk basically says, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not him, obviously. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you and say there isn't some kind of spark t- between us. That's because he'll bang anything that Kirk. Well, hold on. So he goes, but I'm with someone right now. I'm with someone. He's like, I'm with someone. And this is a person I'm, I'm either with them or not with them. Like we've got a lot of history and we keep going back and forth and she's pregnant. So like, Oh, that's Dr. What's her face from uh, Star Trek Two: the Wrath of Khan. And obviously, you know, that's when Kirk finds out he has a son, but that, changes canon i think or maybe it doesn't i can't remember exactly but i thought it was a surprise that kirk had a son in star trek 2 it was and now so they're changing canon that kirk's like she's pre- he's pregnant or she's fucked canon up a long time ago in this show well but anyway that was actually a good scene and it was not sung and i'm glad that they kind of gave a little resolution to that i mean and it moves khan's character forward she's like i'm glad i told him blah 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 you know, maybe I have to be not so introverted and keep to myself. I can, you know, anyhow, let's jump back then. Cause you're not going to watch some subspace Rhapsody. Did you like these old scientists, the crossover with Lord better Jackson? than I thought I was going to be? Um, because I liked the idea. No, I thought it was fairly dumb, but. Oh yeah. It was, it was not it was a, it was, a, yeah. a dumb episode, but it was entertaining. I liked how they made fun of like a, why do they talk so loud? Why do they, you know, like like cartoons? Yeah, why do. are they always yelling? Yeah, exactly. Which is why I won't watch the cartoon show because I don't fucking want to hear that for thirty minutes. <laughs> I laughed when they said that line, and Shay's like, "Why is that so funny?" I said, "I paused." I said, "Well, one of the reasons Joe doesn't like the show is because all they do is yell at each other, and he's not wrong." <laughs> it's all cartoons now. Right. Um, uh, I thought they did a good job. Are those the real voices, the actors that? played them are those the real voices of the show yeah that's okay. um so they drew them like the actors then the characters yeah well jack quaid who's yeah. also on the boys yes he does the voice of boimler okay and then the girl yep so she looks like her character as well yes but most of the other characters don't okay well yeah some of them are not human there was did you catch it so at the end of the episode when they're back on the cerritas yeah and they came back and it was still cartoon yeah, but did you catch it when, you know, uh, Boimler, he had his thing open and you could see the recruitment poster? Yeah. And the number one on that ship walks by and he goes, hottest eh, uh, Starfleet captain or whatever or something, you know. Yeah. Hottest Starfleet officer ever or something like that. Did you catch the Easter egg there? Because that's what they talked about, right? No. Well, yeah, they talked about it, but Jerry O'Connell is the voice of number of the of the XO in Star Trek oh. Lower Decks. Okay. I don't, okay. Jerry O'Connell is his wife. Her, her Rebecca husband? Romaine's husband. Oh, okay, great. Good. I don't okay. That's for you people that know it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was a, if it was if it was a Star Wars reference that did that, you would have caught it and you would have Yeah, of course. I would have, but you know, um that's for you, you Trekkie people. Uh but it was a fun episode. I, I, you know, it's not going to look the world again. Anytime you go in, it you go back in time. Something they screwed something up. 
I mean, it's right. clearly, I mean, that's the way it works. Uh, they know too much now and, um, you know, making fun of Spock having emotions was okay. It's like all the people outside. It was it was a nice poke at what they're doing. I'm like, yeah, you fucked Spock up this year. Let's tell everybody how you fucked it up by him having emotions and all that stuff. So let's let's show that to the people. Um, so I kind of liked it for that. It was it was a fun episode. It wasn't great. It wasn't you know it was fine. It was better than I'm not watching a musical. Put it that way. That's totally fine. I, and thank God there's only uh, one, one episode left of this. Hegemony, I guess it's going to be called, but um, yeah, failed season. In your opinion, you realize it's doing just fine on Metacritic. I'm fine. I, I can say my opinion. It's a failed season. It's not, but you're an outlier on that, Joe. I don't think I'm an outlier. Yeah. My friend, Mike Ring, who formal, former guest on this show twice, <laughs> former owner of uh, Bridge City Comics. He loved it. Okay. Loved it. And so well, all I'm trying to say is, I'm not failed, saying. They're failing at getting new viewers other than Trek people. How's that? That may be. That may be. I, and that's I not going to keep Paramount Plus in business. That's fine. I, I I obviously am biased. I'm already a Trekkie. So I'm enjoying this season. Again, I didn't love the uh, musical episode. It was fine. But I, I like I said, novelty wore off quickly. I would not call this a failure of a season. It's it's definitely not for you. Which is too bad because season one was. That's what I'm telling you. I don't think it's that different from season one. Uh, it's tremendously thing. different. Oh. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it there. What? Uh, well, next week, Michael, we don't know what we're going to do yet because nothing's out there but the final episode of Star Trek's uh, Strange New Worlds. And then it'll be a couple weeks before Ahsoka hits. So. No, yeah, we kind of screwed up our uh, our scheduling by leaking, not leaking, but releasing that uh, crossover episode a week, or not even a week, they just, surprise, here's the extra episode. Yeah. because So now we have a week less of Star Trek. But that's fine. We'll, we'll figure something out. Well, we got it. We'll, we'll do it. Maybe I'll go see Barbie. You should. Maybe I'll Even though I already it. talked about it, but we can. you should go see it. So. Well, yeah, but we haven't talked about it in depth because we haven't. We couldn't, couldn't talk spoilers. Though, I don't know. Would our listeners even want a full episode on Barbie? I don't know Probably if there are right people to talk about uh, that. That's still a geeky movie. Um, all right. Well, hey, that'll be it for this week. Uh, Michael, how can people talk to us about what they've done this week or if they really like musical Star Trek? <laughs> well, if you have a penchant for musical Star Trek and have to let us know, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Wait, what'd you call it? Instagram? No, there's no Twitter. Twitter doesn't exist anymore. Michael. It's still called Twitter. It's the icon is now X. Oh, I thought that was called X now. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Currently, we're on threads, we're on threads now. Can they talk to us on I Twitter? I was just going to say oh. that. So if you really feel a need to talk about this uh, musical Star Trek episode, you can find us on Instagram, threads, and the website formerly known as Twitter, at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your jam, we have both a page and a group at the Kybercast. Yes, they can. If you really want to help out the show, though, make sure you smash that subscribe button and you'll be served the show automatically and your podcatcher when we ever get around to putting these up. 
So uh, as we've kind of faded in the summertime a little bit, we'll try to get back on track as much as we can. But hey, there's still some summer things happening this year that uh, might push some things back. But uh, we know when Ahsoka hits, we're going to be talking. Um, you can also tell them they can find, tell your friends about our show, tell them they can find our show on pretty much any podcatcher or send them to kybercast.com where all of our shows can be streamed. And check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast. That'll do it for this week. Um, who knows what will happen next week? Or if we'll do one. We'll see. You'll have to find out. Until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.